Coming up, we're talking about the wild first night in the Dome, including comments from both Ricky Thornton Jr. and Tyler Carpenter. There's news from Emerson Axum, and we look ahead to the Extreme Dirt Car Weekend. Let's do this. Today is Friday, December 3rd, 2021. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Gotta be honest, I've paid attention a bit to Gateway in the past, but I haven't watched it super closely. It's a bit of a curiosity running late models inside a dome, so I've certainly checked in on winners, but I haven't sat and watched a bunch of the racing in the past years. After last night, though, I certainly understand the appeal, and I'm almost wondering why more promoters don't try stuff like this. Last night was like WWE for late models inside a football stadium. Racing late models on such a small track has to even out the competition a bit, uh, as things like aero are, are probably minimized on such a small racetrack. And in the end, you get bare knuckle brawls for races and guys like Tyler Carpenter earning wins, making friends along the way, and then spouting off about it in post-race interviews. Last night was quite the opening night for the Gateway Dirt Nationals in St. Louis. I'll come back to the late models in a minute. Let's talk about the other happenings from last night. As I talked about yesterday, last night and tonight are split field prelim nights for the late models and modifieds, and we were treated to some pretty good racing. Uh, with the midgets, I'm still unclear as to how many cars are actually in the building to race for the weekend. We had 19 take time last night. And I don't know if we have a new batch for tonight or if the same guys will just race again for $3,000. There's some solid names in the field. Guys like Chris Windham, Jake Newman, Zach Dom, Shane Caudill, Jonathan Beeson, and others. But there's no Bell or Larson. There's no Keith, Coon te uh, Keith Coons teams or any of the other big midget organizations. Didn't matter a whole lot, though, as we still had an entertaining feature. Nick Hoffman led early from the pole, but ended up second on the night in a rare midget appearance. Before, uh, before halfway, Carter Sarf got the top rolling and showed the leaders the line. Jonathan Beeson then used that top line to get by Hoffman for the lead on lap nine. He drove away to the victory. Hoffman, Newman, Sarf, and Dom completed the top five. In the modified portion of the night, it was all Nick Hoffman. He led every lap en route to his 40th win of the year. Peyton Taylor, Tyler Nicely, Jordan Grabowski, and Dean Hoffman were the rest of the top five in the modified feature. The top four of Hoffman, Taylor, Nicely, and Grabowski are all now locked into Saturday's main event that pays $10,000 to win. Back to the late models. Carpenter and Scott Bloomquist started on the front row of the feature together, and we had fireworks pretty quickly after the green flag. Bloomer tried to go low on Carpenter into turn three on the first lap and pounded the inside jersey barrier, causing a caution and ending his night. It was definitely a shame because Bloomer looked fast early on in the night. From there, it was all Carpenter out front with Ricky Thornton Jr. and Brandon Shepard in tow. Shepard is actually driving Donnie Schatz's late model this weekend inside the Dome. Things got wild near halfway, though, when front runners caught lap traffic. With two cars racing side by side, one on the top, one on the bottom, Carpenter couldn't really find a way through and decided at one point to just muscle his way kind of past both guys through the middle. He made contact with Jamie Zidar, who then collected Thornton and Shepard. Both the 15 and the 20 RT were done for the night. Post-rec, RTJ had some very choice words in his interview with Blake Anderson about Carpenter's moves, including a few F-bombs and some other stuff you definitely shouldn't say on a broadcast. The fireworks weren't done yet, though. Carpenter ended up leading the rest of the way for the $5,000 victory. 
And in Victory Lane, his interview turned into several viral video moments itself. He called out Gordy Gundaker, talked about how he came to win and not make friends, mentioned keyboard warriors, uh, and had some choice words of his own. Carpenter certainly has a colorful recent past history for those of you who keep up with the late model world, and last night will just add to that reputation. Behind the winner, Bob Gardner, Tanner English, Kyle Hammer, and Shannon Babb completed the top five. And just like with the Modifieds, the top four in that main event move on to Saturday's big feature. All the rooting and gouging definitely had a cost last night, though, as the 25-lap feature took 40 minutes to actually complete thanks to two red flag periods. With still two more nights left to go, if Thursday's racing was any indication, we might be in for a wild weekend in the Dome. It didn't seem like there was a huge crowd inside the building last night, but after all the craziness we witnessed, I'm sure plenty of eyes will be on this event through Saturday. Drop me a comment. Let me know what you think of the action from last night. Is this the kind of thing you hope for? Do you, all the annex kind of take away from the actual racing? What, you, what do you think about last night? Let me know below in the comments. If late model action from the Dome just isn't enough this weekend, don't forget the Extreme Dirt Car Series is back in action on Saturday at I-75 Raceway in Tennessee. Ross Bales and Chris Madden won the first two rounds of the Winter Late Model Series, and Bales is the current series points leader by three over Carson Ferguson and Ben Watkins. Following this Saturday's race, four more events remain to settle the championship, with two races in January and two in February. Chris Madden has won this championship the past two years, but it appears as though he's not going to go for a third straight, so the door is open for a new champion. Also expected to race on Saturday are plenty of regional names like Dalton Wilson, Tim Vance, Ray Cook, and Corey Hedgecock. Hedgecock might be the one to watch here as he already has two wins at I-75 in 2021. Hot laps are scheduled for 1.30, so there's a decent chance you could catch this race on Dirt Vision in the afternoon and early evening, and then jump over to Flow to see the finale from the Dome. For more info on the series, visit ExtremeDirtCar.com. In some driver news from yesterday, Clausen Marshall Newman Racing announced that Emerson Axum is joining the team for 2022 to compete full-time with the USAC National Sprint Cars. Team also announced that Axum will run select events in a CMR midget and winged sprint car. Axum spent 2021 at driving full-time in a midget for Petrie Motorsports and ended the season fourth in the standings behind Buddy Kofoid, Chris Windham, and Justin Grant. In 40 USAC midget appearances this year, he had two wins, 20 top fives, and 28 top tens with an average finish of 7.83. Besides the midget schedule, Axum made 10 starts in the sprint car for Clawson Marshall after the team parted ways with Kobodine over the summer. In seven USAC starts, Axum had a best finish of seventh, and led laps at Lawrenceburg until a late flat tire ended his chance at a first career win. I know we talk about young drivers in dirt racing a lot, and Axum is definitely one to watch in this current crop of talented drivers. Both in the release and on Twitter, team owner Tim Clawson talked about Axum taking advantage of a uh, kind of a short few race deal and turning it into a full-time opportunity with the team. As a wise man once told me, when you get a chance to shine, you better shine, and Axum has done just that. With the speed we saw from him late in the year, race wins should be very much on the table for this team in 2022. I think it's interesting here, too, that the release mentioned possible winged starts. We don't know officially what Tyler Courtney's plans are for next season, but a Sunshine Axum two-car squad at some events could be a potent combination next season. There are four shows on the streaming schedule for today, with just a few more coming for the weekend. Today, Flow Racing has Flow 24-7 and Night 2 from the Gateway Dirt Nationals. 
Speedsport also has a pair of shows, one from Hendry County and one from Kern County. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope you have a good Friday and a good weekend. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks everybody for tuning in this week. We'll be back on Monday for more Dirt Tracker Daily. <laughs>